This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. Happiness versus elation is on the agenda for today's conversation. Do you ever ask yourself, am I happy? If you feel unhappy, do you ponder the question, what will make me happy? Joining me on the show today is best-selling author Stephen D'Angelo. He is also a leadership coach and a business executive. Thank you so much for joining me today. Dr. Claudia, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I think this is going to be an amazing conversation, but I thought we would start with you telling listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in understanding happiness. Yes, sure. First, my background. So I have been a, um, a business executive in the software technology business my entire career. Uh, that's uh, upwards to about 30 years. And uh, my primarily business is to work with companies and help them grow and uh, I've had, been, had the opportunity to help take two companies public. I've helped other companies get sold. So I typically work in early to mid-stage companies and, like I said, help companies be successful. So through that process, you know, you, you work with many, many people around the world. And it's very interesting. You work with very successful people that are happy, and you work with some very successful people that are not so happy. And as I was digging into working with all of these people and, and helping companies grow, I really started to take inventory. What makes the difference? What is it about the people that are successful and happy? And why, why are they happy? And what are the people that are not so happy? What are they doing differently? What's their mindset like? And as I begin to dig into all of this, that's kind of what inspired me to write my book, A Single Day of Peace, which really covers this topic in depth. And it's really trying to help people live a more happy and successful life. And I do want to say, while I use the term success, people tend to have vision of of money and things that's not necessarily what I mean certainly that's part of success but success is really about are you really pleased with what you're doing you could be a teacher you could be a business person you could be an athlete you could be a household executive as I call it someone who takes care of the home whatever it is that you do you do it well that's success so I, I want to make sure I make that clear it's just not about money and just not about things but that was kind of the origin my business life working with people seeing people that are happy seeing people that are not happy and finding the difference between the two I think that's amazing. And I tell you, the reason why I found this story really inspiring is because I run my own business. I have two clinics. And one of the things I love to observe about my own team is, you know, which of my team members are truly happy and which ones aren't? And how can I facilitate them? How can I be a proper leader and get them to this point of feeling happy and understanding the difference between happiness and elation? So that leads me to my next question. So according to a 2020 survey, there were only 14% of Americans who were reported happy. This is down from 31% from the 2018 survey. Why is this? Well, I think there's a lot of things going on around us these days. We have world stress. You have your own personal life stress. You know, you've got stress at work. You've got this whole COVID thing happening. And then I think, you know, one of the things that are happening, that's happening in our country, you know, there's lots of division. Uh, there's political division, racial division. So there's a lot of external things that are going on that unless you're really consciously in control of your mindset, you can get, I'll use the word, infected. You can get infected by all of this noise going on 
And unless you're willing to control your thoughts, willing to be careful what you bring in, if you're just a sponge to all of these things, all of a sudden you get wrapped into you know, that scenario. And then people are starting to, you know, question themselves. They're not happy. They see the stress, they see the division. And I think it's kind of a vicious cycle. So I think you mentioned something in your question there, which is a great one the, the difference between elation and happiness. And I know we're going to get to that, but I think that's also part of it. But the key, key part is making sure that we take inventory of our conscious thoughts is where are we taking inventory of what are we letting in from the outside? There's lots of noise out there. And unfortunately through media and all the things I already mentioned, that noise is more on the negative scale. We just have to be careful how much we let that in. It's certainly important to be informed. We have to know what's going on in the world. But if we do it with a conscious thought that, you know, I'm not going to let too much of this in. And while I hear some of this negative stuff, I'm going to reframe my brain. And I'm going to be thinking about those things that are inspiring to me. I understand we have some problems, but I'm going to be productive about it. So it's like this conscious thought process and conscious decision one must go through day in, day out. And that's a really good point. And it's it's like I, I tell people who, you know, confide in me and tell me stuff. I'm like, it's about Cartesian logic. It's like, let's remove the variables that are going to affect you on a daily, that are going to change your life, impact you. And the stuff that's not, let's leave it for now and let's focus on the moment. But guess I guess that means that that's why some people who thought they were previously happy uh, are now questioning, were they ever truly happy? Where is this coming from? Yes, you know, I think this goes to the point you mentioned, the difference between elation and, and happiness. Um, there, 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 there's a couple of things at, 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 at kind of effect here. So first off, as we watch some of the media things, we watch some of these, these shows that are on, that, uh, you know, we, we tend to think that's real life. We tend to think this glamour life that's going on, uh, is the real life. We're on social media, we're on uh, you know, Instagram and all these things, and we see people showing the new car and they're so happy and all these great things. And we start wondering, why are all these people so happy and I'm not? But the reality here is it's a little bit artificial. So we need to tone down what we think reality is. All of these things we see, everybody has challenges, everybody has issues. But to the point about elation and happiness, this is really, really important. What is elation? Elation is when great things happen throughout our lives and we all experience them. Maybe it's a wedding. Maybe if you're an athlete, you won the Super Bowl or the World Series, or you got a new car, you bought a new house, you, you won a contest, um, you have a new relationship starting, right? Those are the kind of peaks of feelings, very positive feelings. Um, they are not going to happen every day right? They happen from time to time through our lives. And if we confuse elation, what happens is if we think that we should be feeling that great feeling of excitement all the time, we're setting ourselves up for failure. The difference here is elation. Those things happen from time to time in life. But what is really happiness? Happiness is, is really taking inventory of your life. And it starts with gratitude. If, if you look at the things that you have in your life and we all have challenges, we all have problems, no one, no one, you know, avoids those things. But if we look at gratitude and say, what are the things I have in my life? What are the things that are going on in my life that I'm very thankful for? I often do this when I work with leadership teams, when I do consulting for executives and CEOs, I ask them all 
in their calendar every morning, put a meeting at 7 a.m., and the meeting title is gratitude. And it's just that reminder you get every day to think of like three things in your life that you're happy about. It could be my family. It could be the sun came up today. I'm going to play golf today or my, my home that I have, the job that I whatever it is that you can take inventory of and say, I should be happy about this. When you continually do that and you have worthwhile objectives that you're pursuing, you truly indeed are, are in a place where you're in a very productive, happy environment. You're not experiencing elation all the time, right? And you shouldn't be, but when you do, that's fantastic too. This reminds me of a quick story. I got a call from an executive that I have been mentoring for a long time, and he called me and he's thinking about maybe a career change. Financially, he's doing phenomenally. And uh, he was questioning his happiness. He's, you know, I just don't know if I'm content anymore. So I did a lot of listening. I asked a few questions, and the key question I ask is, let's just take inventory of what's going on in your life. Take me through things that are happening in your business life, your personal life, whatever things you're involved in, your hobbies, how are you doing? And by the end of the conversation of him explaining everything to me, he said, you know, I got it pretty good, don't I? I said, yeah, <laughs> you really do have it pretty good, you know. You still may want to change careers, but I'm glad you got that realization that while you have challenges and issues, you got it pretty good going on. And I think most of us, if we take the time to do that, will recognize you know, we've got good things. We've got good people in our lives. We are happy. Yes, we experience elation from time to time, but I'm not going to have that exciting feeling every day. That, that's, not, that's not normal. And so, uh, you know, really valid point. And, you know, we all should try to start our day with gratitude, be grateful for the little things. And really important is understanding, you know, you couldn't be more right about understanding the difference between happiness and elation. But how did we get to the point where so many of us are expecting to feel elated daily and not understanding that we can just still be happy without being elated? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough question to answer because I think it, it happens to us all in, in different ways. Um, I do believe that the outside-in focus tends to make you question your happiness, and that outside-in focus being all of those messages you get on a daily basis. Uh, you know, there, there are statistics that say we all receive about 60,000 messages a day outward in that impact our thinking and our psyche and our feelings, our emotions. And the thing that I suggest to people is that, you know, rather than allow those things to constantly impact you, it's, a, it's time to write uh, self-statements that are positive. Like, for example, uh, people that are starting to question their level of happiness what are the things that they want in their life? Let's start there. It's almost like setting your goals and objectives. What are the things that you want in life? And let's now write some self-statements that I'm already in possession of those things because there is a true psychology that life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if we would write these things down as in the present tense, for example, I want to have this new car. I map out what this new car is for some. That's what's important to me right now. I should be writing that out that I am in the process of receiving this car. It looks like this, this color, whatever model it is. That and that brings good positive thoughts into into one's mind. And when you're focused on more of those things, very naturally your psyche becomes excited and happy, and you start feeling good. You feel okay. I'm progressing towards something again versus what I initially started to say 
looking at all the media and all those messages coming in about how things may be, there's lots of divisions, there's things not going well in the world, blah, blah, blah. You focus too much on that. your brain just tends to go that way. So it is a conscious decision to put into your brain the positive expectation and the positive thoughts. So you believe that we should seek happiness through goal achievement. Now, you said something in the beginning of the segment that was really important and that success is measured in different ways. So it's not about, you know, money. It's not about, you know, affluence. It's about what you decide is successful. So when you're seeking happiness through goal achievement, you know, is, is that also a way that you're setting, you know, we can be setting ourselves up for disappointment because if the goals aren't achieved, it may lead you to believe that you're unhappy. Yeah, well, let's start the first piece of that, the setting of goals and objectives. If you think about life, when are we really happiest? When do we feel more self-worth? We are striving to accomplish something. You know, one of the greatest definitions of success is the pursuance of a worthwhile goal or objective. The pursuance of it, not necessarily the achievement of it, but yes, we certainly want to achieve things, and I'm going to go there in a second, but I think the first step is if we map out things that we want to accomplish, what is it that's important to you? Are you an exerciser and you want to run a marathon and you want to put a plan in place to train for a marathon? As you do that, you feel good about yourself because you're in the process of accomplishing something. If you're a parent and you want to help your child do better in school and you're going to put a plan together to work with that child to get that child to do better in school and their education, you feel good about yourself because you've got a plan and you're pursuing something. That is the most important thing. I think if you look at people that are questioning their happiness and just not feeling good about themselves, I start there. Ask yourself, have you set up an objective to pursue a worthwhile goal, right? Are you doing that? So now let's say you did that. Now the question is, okay, am I going to be happy or happy because am I going to achieve this? The truth of things is that we don't achieve everything we set out to do. That's reality. However, when you have objectives and you have discipline and you go after specific objectives, you are going to achieve more than not achieve them. And you will feel that satisfaction of achievement because you've accomplished the goal. And when you didn't accomplish the goal, when you didn't achieve it, and that's happened plenty of times in my life, now I have to go and reevaluate. Okay, what went on in this process? Why didn't on this day I get to that objective that I set for myself? I certainly enjoyed the process. I had some ups and downs in the process. Why didn't I achieve it? Let me review I understand what did I learn. I learned, okay, these are things that didn't go right. So now on my next objective, I'm going to go after this again, and I'm going to make some adjustments. So the truth is happiness to life is that continuous pursuance of a worthwhile objective while realizing we're going to hit some bumps in the road. We're going to have some setbacks. And that is a very natural part of life. You know, what came to mind just now is the famous Thomas Edison story as he was trying to develop the electric light bulb. He said, you know, I didn't fail a thousand times. I just learned a thousand ways it wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm sure your listeners, some of your listeners must have heard that before, but that is such a good mindset, right? When it doesn't work the first time, let's take some inventory. What did we do? Let's adjust. Let's, it didn't work a second time. Let's adjust. But the fact that you're continuing to pursue the worthwhile objective, and I talk a lot about this in my book, A Single Day of Peace, you get your single day of peace by pursuing these kinds of things and realizing that it's not always going to be easy and that's normal. 
I love that. It's about perseverance. When we come back, a dive into Stephen's book, A Single Day of Peace. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Stephen and I were discussing happiness versus elation and how fewer people have reported being happy in 2020 compared to 2018. So, Stephen, you believe that more people are questioning whether they are happy at home and at work. Could this possibly be a good thing since the deeper we dive into our personal thoughts and emotions, we might actually uncover that we are happy? Yeah, I, I think it is It is a good thing, actually. I think that um, as one sits back and asks themselves this question, you know, am I really happy with my life? You know, what is my life? It's my relationship. It's my work. It's what I do with my children or my family or my friends or my hobbies, whatever it is that makes up an individual's life. It's great to take inventory and think about how satisfied am I and what changes should I make? And one of the, I think, the secrets of getting the clarity of that is silence. Uh, Another point that I make in my book, A Single Day of Peace, is more and more people should have a daily practice of silence. Go to a place in your home, go to a place in your office, I don't know, go to the beach, a park, whatever you're nearby, and sit in silence for 10, 15, 20 minutes and think through the things that you're contemplating. Once again, as I mentioned earlier, now you're eliminating all of that noise, that external noise that comes in, the smartphone, the social media, the media on TV, you're eliminating that in silence. And now you can think and you can let that spirit inside you speak to you, the God, if you will, inside you, the energy inside you, whatever your beliefs are, you can allow that to speak to you and you can start asking yourself some questions about how you feel about your relationship, how you feel about your work environment, whatever it is you're questioning, and it will be amazing how individuals will start to get answers. And they're wondering where those answers are coming (laughs) from because it comes in silence, that clarity of thought, And the energy of the universe, as I believe, continues to communicate to you, but communicates more clearly when you're silent. So that is a secret I suggest to your listeners, that if you go to a place of silence and ask yourself these questions, you'll indeed feel that energy and you'll get answers. Promise. I, I love that. And I think it's really important to, to do that daily. And I couldn't agree with you more. In your book, A Single Day of Peace, you discuss how we all have parts of our lives that are flourishing and we have parts that are healing. Like that's that's a really like profound statement. And there are mindsets and actions we need to put in place to change the dialogue in our heads. And I know you mentioned one of them is mindset, but let's talk a little bit about what we need further in order for us to kind of understand that it is a balance. It, it, it is a balance. We, we're always going through a blend of things are going well in our lives and we've got some things that we need to heal in our lives. And throughout the book, I, and my book is a, is a, it's a fictitious novel and it's an inspirational novel. I've created a, a story about a character that goes through life and experiences various ups and downs, much like we're talking about right here. And how does one overcome these ups and downs? And how does one take inventory? And how does one heal themselves? 
And I've mentioned this a few times through this conversation, a very big part of healing, a very big part of adjusting, a very big part of happiness is the conscious decision to control one's thoughts. The thoughts we think control our destiny. It is a constant process of clearly facing the brutal facts of what in my life needs healing. Am I drinking too much? Am I spending too much social time? Am I not eating well enough? Am I not exercising well enough? Whatever is going on in your life that you recognize maybe needs improvement, taking honest inventory of that and then putting that action plan in place to be disciplined that I am going to, I'm going to change this. So in my book, I, I have these 50 principles that if you follow one principle a day, you're creating a single day of peace, hence the title of the book. You're creating a single day of peace for yourself. On the first day, you read the principle and you put it into action. Second day, read the principle, put it into action, all the way through 50. And after 50 days, you'll find that you'll have a transformed way of life. I'm not saying that you've completely, you know, changed and, and now you're this wonderfully successful person, but without question, you'll have a new vision on life. And some of the things we're talking about on this, on, the, on this call here today, in this interview today, they'll start putting into practice and they'll start experiencing that more happy life, realizing that they'll have elation from time to time, but more consistent, happy life. And what I like to recommend, and you can agree or disagree, is I always say, like, a bad day is not a bad week or month or year. It's literally that. Same thing with a bad moment. It really is just a transient moment in time that can change from second to second, from hour to hour. It doesn't define your whole life it is literally a moment that you can use as a learning tool, as a way to change your mindset and to just kind of pick yourself up where you left off and where you left off and move on to happier thoughts and times. I think that's a really important point. Now, although we've been through a lot in the last, you know, 18 months with the pandemic, you do talk about the 50 principles that you outline in your book and you know, 50 of them are, you know, daily, but what are the top three? Like, do you have to start them in order or are there are top three that everyone should start with? Yes. Um, great, great question. So of the 50, I'd say um, the first one has to do with what you just said, this idea that a bad moment isn't a bad day, a bad day isn't a bad week. And I think it starts with thinking of how you think of yourself. So the one principle that I would say, and actually it's the first one of my 50, that you're really a special human being and celebrate your difference. So the first thing we all have to understand is we are a very unique species as an individual. God or whatever you believe in the universe, whatever your beliefs are, created you as a human being and there's no one else like you. You are special and you should celebrate the difference that you are. So it starts with really that self-esteem of I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not perfect. Perfection is never going to be achieved, but I'm a good human being and I can do great things. So that would be the first one. The second one, I've mentioned this theme throughout this conversation, your thoughts control your destiny. Life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more positive things you put into your mind, the more positive energy comes your way, the more positive things happen in your life. And then I would say the third one, I mentioned this, this already, but it is gratitude. It is as you are more 
recognizing the good things that are going on in your life, the more you're going to feel good about what's happening in life. It doesn't make you content. You could still want more. You want more good things in your life, but taking inventory of the good things that have come your way. So one is recognize you're a special individual and improve your self-esteem with that. Two, control your thoughts because that controls your destiny. And third, have gratitude. I love that. Now, before I wrap up my show today, I have one more question that I know listeners are going to be fascinated with knowing the answer to. Can success and adversity be partners, not enemies? It is absolutely that way. It's not that it can be. It is that way. Adversity and success are indeed partners. No one, you know, no one has gone through life and have had this level of success, whatever success is to them, without setbacks. So setbacks teach you what you need to adjust, much like the Thomas Edison story I told, right? Mm-hmm. Thousand things, a thousand times, that the ways that it didn't work. So adversity and setbacks tell us what we have to adjust. And unless you have those setbacks and that adversity, you really don't know what to adjust. You just don't become successful overnight. You just don't do everything right. No one does. So the mindset, again, of recognizing when stuff goes sideways, when stuff goes bad, I've got to recognize that that's just part of the game, right? That's Mm -hmm. just part of the game of life. And if I accept it that way and I learn from it that way and I don't let myself get down, I don't go down the path of why me or I don't go down the path that always happens to me. And maybe you have 10 things in a row that go negative. Then the 11th thing turns positive. You just really have to have that mindset of perseverance. And you said something earlier in our conversation when you mentioned that, coworkers are around you, you know, you you see maybe some people are feeling good, some people are not feeling good. How do you instill good, positive feelings in everybody all the time? And I do believe that there are these certain principles of what I call spiritual leadership. When they see you do that, when they see you have a tough day or you have a tough moment and you like, you know what, this is just part of it. I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to keep on keeping on that example that you set of that kind of leadership inspires people and they start to follow. So um, I think that no question, adversity is partner of success. You can't have one without the other. And if you understand that and have the right mindset, when the negative thing happens, it won't tear you down. You'll just recognize this is just part of the game. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure that everybody is going to end this show wondering why they don't realize how happy they actually are. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you or order your book, how can they do that? Certainly. Well, thank you. Uh, I have a website called A Single Day of Peace. Uh, you, you can go to singledayofpeace.com. You'll learn about me. You'll learn more about the book. And you'll also things, see things in there about spiritual leadership, about how to be a great leader. So you'll learn more about me there. There's also my email. You can communicate to me there. And there's also a link on my website to order the book. Or you could just go to Amazon and uh, do a single day of peace and you could read the reviews which candidly have been fantastic i'm so pleased that i've gotten so many great reviews and hopefully it connects with your listeners and the order of the book and they'll make it part of their reading and help them live a more happy and successful life 
I hope so too. Thank you so much. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's our show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you. 